Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Ed Surge On Air podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mary Jo Matta. Now, a few years back, the Los Angeles Unified School District found itself a bit in the news for a rollout of iPads district-wide, which some of you out there might remember. Now, since then, you may think, what's going on with technology in Southern California's biggest public school district? Well, in one region, the local northwest sector of the district, administrators, schools, and teachers have been busy expanding efforts for blended learning implementation in collaboration with Stepan Mekatarian. Mekatarian is currently the blended learning coordinator for that LAUSD sector, but that's not the only education role on his resume. He's been a math teacher, an administrator, and conducted a doctoral research study on the skills and training needed to implement blended learning effectively. As such, he's got a lot of advice for district administrators on how to connect with all of those respective groups, from teachers to parents to principals. Mekatarian is the first to admit that it can be challenging for administrators to lead blended learning initiatives when they themselves, well, don't have classroom experience or haven't actually used blended tools before. But there's hope, he says. So we caught up with him to hear about his best practices for leading edtech professional development and to hear what advice he has for schools that are completely new to blended learning. We'll get to that in a second, right after this. This episode of the EdSurge On Air podcast is brought to you by EdSurge Concierge. Are you a K-12 administrator who is looking to have more confidence in your EdTech decisions? Concierge is a free service designed to find EdTech tools aligned to your goals. Sign up now on edsurge.com concierge. All right, listeners, welcome back. We're going to get Stepan Mekatarian on the podcast in a moment. But the big question that we really wanted him to answer was, how do administrators lead the EdTech charge if they themselves don't have blended learning experience? I know for me, it's been a number of years since I was in the classroom, and some of the tools that teachers are using are foreign, even though I did used to use blended tools in the classroom. If I was going to be a principal, where would I even begin to start learning? Should I be the one who's in charge of professional development? Or should I leave that to the teachers who might know a bit more than I do? We'll let Mekatarian take it from here. All right, I am here with Stepan Mekatarian. Stepan, can you introduce yourself, what your background is, how you got into education, all that good stuff? Uh, so I started at, uh, out right after college uh, in uh, public accounting, which is very different than where I am now. That is very different. Uh, and uh, after a few years, I realized that it was education that had given me the opportunity to pursue that dream. So I decided to do a career transition, uh, become a teacher. Uh, and um, went back to school, became a secondary math teacher, and eventually worked my way into administration. Ended up working at a school that was heavily involved with blended learning. Mm. And from that, I uh, was inspired to uh, do a doctoral study on the skills and training that teachers and administrators need to effectively implement blended learning. And that's where my uh, that's where my current role came from. So right now, you are in Los Angeles Unified. Um, which I believe is the second biggest district in the country, public that's, school district. That's correct. And you're the blended learning coordinator in the local district northwest area. Okay. So, you know, before you and I hopped on this podcast, we were talking about what it takes to be an administrator in a big district like the one that you work in. And, you know, one thing I'm wondering is let's just talk about the big overarching thing. 
What do you see as the biggest challenge or challenges that an administrator has to figure out how to overcome when it comes to helping educators adopt blended learning? Like, what are the big challenges or obstacles? So I do uh, professional development for uh, about 129 schools in our local district. Oh my goodness! And uh, you know they have differing you know uh, uh, levels of interest in blended learning. Uh, the principals who are really on board, uh, we, you know, want their want their staff uh, to experience it and to start adopting technology in their classrooms. Uh, the big challenge I see there is um, you know you're never going to come across a school where. Uh, the entire faculty wants to jump on it at once. Uh, some teachers are interested, others are not, and that then raises the question of um, what does professional development look like uh, when some teachers want the, you know, to use this approach and others don't. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, the, the best way, I think, to combat that challenge is to uh, stay focused on instruction uh, and not necessarily technology. And so uh, focus on specific pedagogical practices, whether it be strategic grouping or uh, rigorous questioning, um, you know, aligning objectives to what students really need to learn for the 21st century and cover that content that they're applicable to all the teachers. While you're doing that though, incorporate technology where it makes sense to really bring that learning alive for the teachers and as they experience that as learners, uh, they'll begin to see the power of um, that di differentiation and how their own learning is enhanced using technology mm -hmm. and uh, the hope is that that will be an inspiration for those who have yet to use it um, and they'll still get something away, uh, they'll still take, have a takeaway from the PD even though it wasn't necessarily focused around technology. Some uh, best practices that schools are also supplementing that with is um, uh, actually having a separate session that's entirely tech so if they saw something in the professional development se uh, session that they really appreciated but they want to learn more about uh, they can go to that tech follow-up tech, like optional tech session to get yes exactly so mm -hmm. they can get more information on it and that way they get the technical support that they need while preserving the instructional focus of the professional development that would apply to all teachers whether they're using blended learning or not so in a perfect world if if I was working in a district, if I was a teacher, for example, I would hope that the administrators that are, you know, doing that professional development for me, like you were saying, would understand the tools that they're teaching me about or would have done blended learning themselves. But, you know, I see this myself. I was in the classroom three years ago, and now I already feel like I have a very outdated understanding of the mm -hmm. tech that's out there. So how do administrators serve as these instructional leaders if they have either limited experience with the blended learning or the stuff that they know is outdated? It's a great question. We're actually living in, uh, in a time where uh, I think it's a uh, serious transition taking place where a uh, principal is being asked to be an instructional leader mm -hmm. for a, an approach that he or she may not have any experience with. Um, in fact, I'd say all, virtually all the principals that I meet uh, have that have that same challenge. They they've bought into the idea of blended learning. They believe that it enhances instruction, but they don't know how to support it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be difficult for them to lead professional development in a blended format, as I mentioned earlier. Um, now. The best way to do that is to build the capacity of uh, the, uh, the teachers that you have on your campus who have strength, they've been working with blended learning, uh, and they have uh, strategies that they can share uh, and approaches, and so to um, to tap into that and co-plan and co-lead uh, professional development with them, we'll build their capacity, mm -hmm. we'll, give, we'll give you an opportunity to learn uh, as, a, as an administrator, and of course doing lots of classroom observations to see effective uh, pedagogy, I mean, the, the things that students need to learn um, you know, the principal should still be able to identify and look for, mm -hmm. and whether the technology is being used or not, um, they know what to look for. So I think that will help them if they are in classrooms where they're seeing technology being used. Hopefully, they'll start seeing the power of that and be able to apply that 
uh, in collaboration with the other teachers. Uh, one, one thing we do is um, at some of the school sites where, where we do have teachers who are already in, into this work, mm -hmm. the principal will already connect me with teachers uh, who are doing that and I'll co-plan uh, the, the professional development for that school uh, to be specifically aligned to that school's needs mm -hmm. and to have bring in examples from the teachers and have them share from their experience uh, and maybe even bring in you know testimonials from students um, to, to really make that PD homegrown and I think that, that really helps uh, spread the uh, interest in blended learning at a school site mm -hmm. uh, while having the principal be a part of that but not necessarily be the person up there sort of hoping that what they're saying is, is pertinent and relevant for blended learning teachers. I heard you use the word principal a lot but what about the superintendent, the CTO, blended learning co coordinators like yourself? What role do they play in professional development? Is it just yeah. all about the principal or should everyone be involved? Well, I'm a big believer in building capacity. So, um, in the same way that uh, you know, in a blended learning classroom, uh, the teacher is taking on more uh, the role of a facilitator mm -hmm. instead of just the purveyor of knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, same thing, I think, when it comes to adult learning as well. The principal uh, doesn't have all the information, especially on something like blended learning, which is so new. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are few experts out there, and most principals left the classroom. At this point, uh, you know, before blended learning really, uh, you know, took off, took off and began and uh, got to reach the point where it is today. So uh, I think it makes more sense than ever to build the capacity of others and to uh, work with them on professional development. I think having the support of a superintendent really goes a long way because mm -hmm. it kind of guides, uh, you know, where funding goes uh, in terms of hardware and software, in terms of uh, the type of professional development that the district wants to invest in. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that you know, in a district as large as ours, where uh, uh, even though we have a, you know a district focus and a, a strategic goals that apply to the entire district, you know schools are different are all over the place in terms of uh, you know where they are in this work. They're uh, all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. some schools have been doing this for several years. Others are very interested. You know, I'm working with one school right now that's going to do their first uh, training. Uh, with uh, teachers uh, in later this month. Mm. So, um, you know, when, when it's that varied, uh, you sort of have to uh, you, you localize uh, what that process looks like in terms of blended learning implementation and what professional development looks like. I mean, some schools will, are you know, every teacher's on board already and mm -hmm. their professional development will look very different. So I think it's hard to have one district-wide uh, PD that you know will, will work for others. Mm -hmm. I think like anything else, you want to differentiate, and uh, having so many different levels right now, it's local. Uh, you know, it's happening at a school site level. It's not even. I mean, there's. I agree with you. There's levels between the different schools, but there's also levels within the schools. You know, you'll have some schools where half of the teachers are really into or do blended learning, and the rest of them couldn't care less, or they're they're too focused on other things to really want to think about it. How do you lead professional development when that's the case? I think what's really important is that the focus remain on instruction. Uh, and so I don't think you necessarily need to have a blended learning PD for teachers who are using blended learning and you know more traditional PD for others. I think the focus is on you know what do we want students to, to do? We want students to, to be able to write well, to be able to, uh, to research, uh, to be able to communicate uh, you know reasoning, um, just skills that are very critical for the 21st century. Mm -hmm. And if the focus is on uh, of the PD is on those topics, then all the teachers will benefit. Now, if you can show how technology can help um, make that uh, learning more meaningful mm -hmm. for the teachers, then those who are, uh, you know, who are using blended learning already, 
will take that technology back to their classrooms and begin use and apply it as well, mm -hmm. the technology piece as well. Those who haven't, I don't think it's you know you can force them to use it. I think if if, they, if you do and they and they implement it um, without fidelity, then it's going to be more harm than good. But if they see that their own learning in that professional development was enhanced using technology, I think you know it's going to be a matter of time before they realize that they can have that same impact. Um, on their students and so it'll be you know very organically you'll be able to get it in school sites as well right. I, I don't know if you'll ever uh, get all of the, of the teachers on on one campus on board mm -hmm. and I don't think you necessarily need to I think you know um, I, I look at this as just another resource that's really potent mm -hmm. and one that you know in this day and age is critical to tap into but you have people need to see how important it is and see the impact of it so that they do it um, you know wholeheartedly and if you tell them uh, uh, and show them what the benefits are I think you're gonna get most of the teachers on board eventually hopefully all of them mm -hmm. um, you know specifically you have to show them the importance of how it differentiates a learning uh, and you know students who were struggling before are now successful students who are you know flying by uh, can be given you know enrichment opportunities you're giving them a lot of choice and every teacher wants that for their students they want all the students to be challenged and engaged mm -hmm. and here we have a tool that can do that I mean that sounds like a pretty good sell to me absolutely and then and also uh, you know uh, knowledge has become so much more accessible these days uh, and with uh, you know access to the web and so uh, the, the skill sets that students need has also changed and part of it is of course being able to research, identify, problem solve, and be able to make meaning out of what they're finding, um, and kind of doing a discovery process uh, uh, that uh, allows them to do to research and then to be able to uh, come to their own conclusions. Um, these these uh, skills are a little bit you know difficult to do when you only have you know one text in front of you, uh, and so hopefully teachers will see that that critical skill uh, can be accessible using technology, and that will be another reason for them to consider bringing technology into their classroom. All right, well, I have one last big question for you. So you've been with the district now for how many years? For four. four. Okay. So, you know, a couple of years ago, LAUSD was all over the LA Times in terms of technology. Can you share what's one of the biggest pieces of advice that you would give to an another, another administrator who wants to bring blended learning into their district but doesn't even know where to start? Like, should they focus on talking to teachers? Should they talk to other districts that have done it beforehand? How mm -hmm. would you recommend they start on the epic journey that is leading blended learning in a big district or even a small district? Well, I think, you know, as before, you have to you have to start with instruction. What do you want your students to know? Mm -hmm. You have to see there needs to be some common understanding about what you want, what skills you want students to leave with. And there are always the basics. I don't mean just mean content areas. I don't mean, you know, English, science, uh, math, and so on. I mean, what skills, you know? Um, they're, they're, like one one big disconnect I've noticed, of course, is, uh, you know, K-12, you do very little research, and then you go off to college, and, you know, that's all you're, that's all you're doing. Do. And so we always talk about, you know, preparing students for college. But if research is missing, that's one element that I think, you know, we need to reconsider. Mm -hmm. So the district needs to decide what it is that they want students to learn and walk away with to pre prepare them for a college career and beyond. And once they decide, determine that, then you can start talking about how technology can help make that a reality. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find a critical mass on your uh, in your district. Uh, and that's got to be a combination of, uh, you know, teachers, obviously, uh, school leaders, uh, it really helps to hear from parents and students as well. Um, you know, at this point, uh, blended learning is not like a fringe idea anymore. A lot of parents will know about it. Uh, kids obviously use technology all the time. It would be, you know, um, 
So they're going to be eager to get on board, but it's but it, I think that they will feel more invested if they have an opportunity to you know to give their side as well, and then start small. Uh, every classroom I've seen, every school I've seen where blended learning is really taken off and is really used effectively, they all started small. They all started you know introducing one program into a class, getting students on board, introducing another piece, or. Um, maybe doing like one grade level at a time in terms of implementation. Uh, and if you do an entire rollout um, all at once, then you know it's virtually impossible for every uh, uh, classroom that receives that technology to know how to use it effectively right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have places where it, does, it isn't used correctly, and then that can uh, end up doing more harm than good. So start small, make it effective, identify the best practices, identify leaders who can help others, and then slowly but surely expand that. And throughout you got to get lots of feedback. You get feedback from everyone using it at all levels, um, and most importantly, don't make it a separate thing. Don't make it so blended learning is just one aspect of, of learning uh, along with the other content areas. Blended learning is not a content area. It's not a what, it's a how. So hmm. uh, blended learning needs to be implemented is how kids will learn about the different content areas. Hmm. And if that is the, if, if you take that approach, then it'll be embedded in everything that you do, mm -hmm. and then it, that will bring you front and center, and I think you'll get a lot of uh, traction once you do that. Awesome. All right. Well, Stepan, thank yeah. you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the EdSurge On Air podcast. This episode was edited and produced by me, Mary Jo Matta, with advertisements read by Alice Meyerhoff. Got comments on our podcast? Let us know by sending us an email at feedback at edsurge.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, leave us a rating or tell a friend or a colleague. We'll be back again next week with more conversations on the future of education. As always, thank you for listening.